Hey guys, welcome back to the High Kicks Podcast. Uh, it's been a while. We had uh, finals with school and that kind of kicked our ass. Yes, sir. I'm glad to be done. We got one semester left until we can call college a wrap. But enough about us. Let's get into what you guys really want to hear. We've yep. had some pretty good games. It's been a while, like three weeks. So, yeah, it's been a little bit. So the table looks a little different, except for from my perspective. Liverpool are still tops. United have climbed since we last were here. They were like bottom half down near the arsenal range i think and now they're fourth and if they have their two games in hand they're chilling it all right i don't want to i don't want to hear that disrespect you literally just compared us to arsenal so no i didn't compare you to arsenal said you were chilling down in arsenal land and you were you were like actually below them at one point uh, you were below them at one point yeah so like whatever whatever so like that was fair You just hate that I'm right. Yeah, obviously. I know, I know. Uh, Villa. I like Villa a lot. Yeah, recently they've just been playing out of their skin. With their 3-0 win against Palace, they were playing just super dominant. Grelish is literally just feeding everyone in that midfield. Yo, poor Palace. They went two games with a 10-goal differential like in their face. But like... Liverpool shows up to your stadium. They show up to Selhurst, and they hang seven. And the next week, you travel out to Villa, and it's like, sweet! And then it's like, oh no, three more. Oh, but they played really... Like, honestly... Honestly, they okay. didn't play an awful game against Villa. Like they no, had a they lot didn't. of possession and I had a lot of attacking positioning like within the game. They just couldn't finish their chances. That's fair, but their goal differential was plus 1 and now now it's minus 9. <laughs> so like just an oof in the face. Chelsea have faulted. Oh, uh, uh, if, if we're talking about a team who who was amazing and is just sort of now well, falling like, back. Were they amazing? Because when you look at it now, like as we've seen, they really didn't beat any top clubs. Yeah, but like the I mean, chemistry they they just kept on clicking in like week after week and it kept on like progressing. Like you saw the progress through the team play, but like now it's sort of stagnant. Like they're sort of playing like Pulisic out of position. They're playing Werner out of position. They're throwing. Yeah, I don't understand why they're not playing Werner in the middle and Pulisic on the left. It just, I, like, I think Lampard is smart, but. He's an amazing coach. Like, don't get me wrong, but what is he thinking with that? Pulisic is so much better on the left. You need Werner up top, pretty much. Oh, oh, I do need to say um, Rangers have lost a game. <laughs> Not in their league, though. They lost in a cup to St. Mirren. They are still 18 wins, two draws, and zero losses with 50 goals or 54 goals for and five against in the Scottish Premier League. Jesus. That is a 49 goal differential on 56 points after 20 league matches. I don't even understand that at this point. Like, they are absolutely nuts, but. Besides back that, to the Prem, I just Liverpool. Let's go fan, back to- I gotta I gotta follow Stevie G, so I'm gonna weekly Rangers updates. <laughs> Let's go back to Chelsea. Uh they drew today. Uh and Mendy has just been sort of falling out of form. It's sort of like week after week he just keeps on showing that he wasn't the wall that he was at the beginning. Confidence from a big money transfer. Yeah, literally. I don't understand 
They have Giroud constantly up top or Tammy Abraham. You can't be doing that when you literally have Timo Werner, like a like top five goal scorer when in form, and you literally are not even playing him at striker. So so while we're talking about Chelsea, they lost 3-1 to Arsenal. <laughs> And, like, don't get me wrong, you're not saving that free kick from Granit Xhaka. Oh, uh, no, no. There, there's and no saving that, and there's probably I don't no saving that soccer goal. I don't understand how he did that. I don't understand the soccer goal. Like, someone asked him in an interview after the game if he he meant that as a shot or if it was a cross, and he goes, of course I meant it. He was off his line. Like, are you sure, bro? Yeah, sure, sure. That was a nutty shot. If that doesn't get consideration for like goal of the season, like it should, it like should. that was absolutely nuts. But just like taking away from the overall game, Mendy really isn't in that great form anymore. No, he like, is not. They literally are starting like pretty much their starting lineup and just are underperforming immensely. And you could really watch it today with uh with the assist over to El Ghazi where he megged Mendy for the goal. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. Mendy just has been making some, like, boneheaded mistakes lately. I just can't comprehend what they're really trying to do with that. Yeah, he hasn't been as impressive as of late. But, like... Martinez, on the other hand. I love him. I love him. He's playing out of his skin. Like, he he did get scored on just because Chelsea had a lot of chances, but that was most... Like, I I can't entirely blame that on him. That was just a lot of pressure beginning in the game. And there were a lot of, like, decent chances by Chelsea. But, like, overall, they just really underperformed what they should be doing. Like, when you have 63% possession, you score one goal. Are you rolling back to Chelsea? Because you started by talking about Emi Martinez. Yeah, I'm going back to Chelsea just because. Okay, like, okay. Just got to give everybody a little bit of direction because Carl's lost. I just don't even know what to say. You, Chelsea it, are just confusing you. Like it's FIFA stats. Yeah, like Paul, who I've been talking about, my old coach, texted me today, and I was like, I've just been waiting for Chelsea to get into a better run of form so we don't have to bash you while you come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not gonna happen anytime soon, though. So. No, I think it'll happen sooner rather than later. Um, actually, probably okay. not. Probably not. I take that back. They need Zayich like actually playing because I'm pretty sure he's hurt again. Like they well, need. He's actually... so creative. He's so creative. He exactly. just he makes it easier for everybody else. Exactly. And that that left foot can cross. It can shoot. He's like uh, honestly, he's a more impressive version of Mara's to me. I don't think he's more impressive than Mara's. Mara's has a little bit better of a touch, and Mara's can do more of those like "wow, freaky, what the hell just happened" kind of things. In, yeah, in my own opinion. shooting positions, but I think like Chelsea. Did you see his eight. goal recently with Algeria, the back heel touch all, in that midfield, running all the way by everybody, and then yeah. breaking six ankles and scoring. But Chelsea don't need more goal scorers. They need someone assisting the goal scorers. Yeah, but that's a, that's not a fair comparison because Riyad Mahrez isn't on the field to do KDB's job. All right, Riyad, that's entirely fair. Riyad Mahrez that's is on the fair. field to score goals. Ziyech mm-hmm. is on the field to create and score goals. Yeah, that's the main thing about him. Like, not that Riyad Mahrez doesn't create, but his primary role on the field is to 
cut inside on his left foot and put the ball in the net. That is why he plays right wing, but that's also why Zayich plays right wing to try to like cut in and get those assists. But it is those assists that make him magical. It's not. Yeah, cause, it's cause not the goal scoring. Mara's has the eye for goal. Yeah. Zayich has the eye for the right play, and not not that Mara's doesn't have the eye for the right play, but he thinks shoot first. Yeah, exactly. there, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what he's supposed to do on the field. But it's just exactly. their little difference. So not really a fair comparison. But, but like I feel where you're coming from. Yeah. In their respective systems, like they they are the appropriate player for that team. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Another team that has been in good form despite having two draws, Leicester. Yeah, Leicester, Leicester, I don't know what to think of them. Like honestly. And they're Today's sitting draw. They're sitting second right now, but Everton have a game to play. United yeah. have games to play. Villa can go ahead of them. Chelsea can go ahead of them. Spurs can go ahead of them. But will any of these teams really go ahead of them? No, I mean, Man City might because they're playing Chelsea. Yeah. And, like, Villa and United are... Or Villa's next game is against United, but United's next game is against Wolves. Yeah. Because Villa so, played today. So we'll see how that goes. Because I'm pretty sure they're playing Wolves tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's a win. But let's get back to that in a minute. Um, Today, they tied against Crystal Palace. Zaha played an amazing game and just was constantly in the proper positioning. But... When you look at Leicester and who they actually started, like they didn't start Tielmans, they didn't start Fuches, they didn't start West Morgan, they didn't start Soyanchu, they didn't start Ndidi, they didn't start Vardy. Like I don't know what they're doing. Like rest does make sense, and rest Harvey makes sense because they played, goal was amazing, but two days ago, yeah, but like I, I just don't get it sometimes, like. Yeah, I'm I'm on the side of like let them rest when they need to rest. Don't overplay because you'd rather miss a player for a game than a month. Entirely fair. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they just needed to really push pace within this game, just because of the side that Crystal Palace has, and they just weren't really capable of doing that despite having sixty six percent possession. That's true. Like, That's true. They had, they had seventeen shots and only three on target. Wow. That's not like, good. That, that should say enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just want to throw out a shout out to my guy, Ellen Melier, with a man of the match performance. Uh, yep. Yep. He's made some mistakes in goal this year, but he's 20, which is acceptable. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's still quality. Keep an eye out. I say it all the time. I love what I'm seeing. Um, I do believe it should have been a draw against Burnley. I, I do not think that goal should have gotten called back, but they, they made that decision. I'm not a ref. Like I've come it, to the point with VAR where it's like, you know how when a ref makes a decision, there's no VAR, and you question it, and you're like, how could you make that decision? Yeah. The only difference between that and VAR is there's just a little bit more time for a person to look at a computer and make a decision. Like it's still a person. Yeah, exactly. So and like, like different different VAR officials can 
interpret the play in different ways. Like some refs are just really salty. They they sort of create biased decisions. And I just can't really comprehend why that's an actual thing. Like it it should just be like refs don't want to be overruled by VAR, but Yeah. What I don't like about VAR is it gets rid of the human error, which yeah. I know we want the right call, but when it's so close and it's like a millimeter onside or offside or when it's the two toes and you're just like or like really? when it's that's your outside. elbow that's hanging over the line and it's a part of your body that you can't even score with yeah exactly like, let it go i i just it disrupts the flow of the game that's the main thing they're sort of calling it at times where it's like okay so let's stop everything that's happening let's take this back and like i don't mind the offside checks because obviously they happen after goals and the play is dead but when you go back and call a penalty after the play has already like whatever and build-up play has started or you deliberately stop a play to like like just like go and check to like triple double check for like a free kick or something like well, you they lose can't all do it. momentum they, they can't stop in the middle for like stuff like that um and you the, they won't do I it for like free kicks can't. it's mostly pens and handballs in the box and offsides that's yeah, kind of the purpose they've been doing it a lot for like random handballs though yeah like like they've been calling it so much more and like in most cases it's like like i get it but you can argue the same thing where it's like, did it really impact anything like drastically? Well, the handball no. rule is a little different. Like, I just think if your arm is away from your body and it hits your hand and that's how it's written in the rule, like it sucks that they have to go to VAR, but that's how it is. You know what I mean? Like, even if it doesn't impact the play as a keeper, like the rules, the rule. Yeah. No no know. one is ever really unless you're Luis Suarez intentionally trying to handball in the box. Or if you do uh who was that? was that Messi who did the two hand or Ronaldo? What? I don't remember what happened. No, Suarez did pretty... a two-handed block in the World Cup and got a red card. I'm pretty sure Ronaldo recreated it. I have no idea. I don't know anything of that. <laughs> You literally practically dunked it against Manchester City. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> when he was still on Real, it was like his last season with Real. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh. yeah. But like, like it, it's I just Vars just frustrating me more and more. Like, can we talk about Scott McTominay scoring two goals in three minutes? Like I know, um, I know that was a while ago, but like I still haven't forgotten about that. Well, we can just talk about how good he's been playing. Like he's been playing really well. Like he didn't play like great in his last match, but yeah. Like, Yo, yeah. I saw a quote from Scholze today. What is it? He says Bruno is better than he is. What? He's like he scores more goals than me, and he creates better than I can. I don't. Yeah. I don't agree with him, but like I don't agree with any of that. Um, but like he is a more attacking player than Schulze. He Schulze 
played back a little bit more. So like it does make sense. Um, like they're they're different. It's hard to compare them. Yeah, like Schultz was so versatile in defense as well. Yeah, Bruno, like, I mean, he can defend, but, like, he's more like that fly that's trying to get your french fries on the beach (laughs) than, like, Schulze, who is actually taking the ball off people. And it's not that Bruno doesn't take the ball off people. but It's just that he's a smaller player. Yeah. Like, not really, like, they they aren't, like, that different in size, like, overall. But, like, they play like they are. Physically, yeah. They they play a lot different. Like, Bruno will try to, like, uphold plays, like, up top, but he's not, like, pushing back to, like, make, like, every single tackle and actually, like, be, like, that defensive rock. Like, that's why you need, like, Scott Matomine actually, like, starting. That, yeah. That's been one of the main things. Like, he's been starting a lot more because they actually realize they need to do stuff like that. That's why you see like Pogba coming off the bench a lot more recently mm-hmm. and such. You but know who we, we haven't talked about yet? Who? The fact that Spurs haven't won in their last four. Yeah. There, there are two draws and two losses in their last four. Uh, their draw made a lot of sense, their last one, against Wolves. Wolves yeah. had a lot of chances, and, like, the – Spurs tried to play the way that they played against um who they went against City. Yeah, they beat when, City when they were playing super defensive and sort of letting them attack inside. Well, Wolves were just sort of like, well, if you're gonna give us that many chances, like we're going to score eventually. Mm-hmm. And, and then Leicester took it to them. Yeah. Lester beat them 2-0. Yep. And like yep. deservedly so. Like they played a perfect counter-attacking game. And the Liverpool like, game was super exciting. Which one? Liverpool Spurs. I'm going way back to uh 16 December. Oh wow. I yeah. mean we haven't we haven't been on since the 10th, other than my like 45 second thing during finals week. So sure. I'm just mentioning it. <laughs> Like we haven't talked about it, we don't really need to talk about it. But like, you just want to mention that you're seven zero six two. Shut up. Okay, I have nothing to mention with my form. We just tied West Brom at home. <laughs> Trying to get you to mention something regarding that draw because Liverpool's current form has been amazing. Besides that game, that. yeah, I gotta give credit where credits due though. Like. Big Sam has something about it. He just doesn't lose an infield. He hasn't in his last four times out. It's very impressive. Four matches, four non-losses at Anfield with four separate clubs. I didn't even know that statistic. That's absolutely nuts. Sam Allardyce. That is absolutely nuts. Yes. Insane. Like, absolutely insane. Jeez. Yeah, Liverpool have just been playing out of their skin recently, except when they played West Brom. They had a really great goal in the beginning from Matip uh, assisting Mane, but once Matip got subbed out, you could sort of see that defense start to fall apart little by little, and you, you just can't keep it up all the time without a defensive rock like Van Dyke back there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matip went down again, and I think that's going to force them to dip into the transfer market, 
staring the window that's opening up soon. Yeah, I just hate you guys because you have all the money. Yeah, but they don't like to spend it. FSG is a little stingy. Yeah, but like, look at Man U. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd rather them be stingy and like let Michael Edwards work his magic because he works really well with Klopp and they find crazy good players who they can just slot. Like, when Costas Samikis has come in to replace Andy, it, it's seamless. Oh, it's absolutely nuts. Like, we, Andy, we, Andy's we playing out of his skin, which, like, I was, like, questioning at the, earlier in the season. Yeah, but, like, I, I, I told you. To, I, I, told I just you. have to retract every single statement of that. Just he's an animal. He's like, an animal. looking at stats, he's second in overall passes completed, and he's just playing, like, the best left back, like, around. Like, yeah. He, he, because Davies, like... Is hurt, like you have to give it to him. Yeah, he's 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 not the best, but he's in the best form. But like, he might be the best. Like, even if Davies was around right now, like my thing it would be Andy, a toss up. When Andy's in form, I think he's potentially the best left back in the world. Yeah, and it's not like he's playing the best, like in form, in form, and he's like feeling himself. Mm-hmm is the best left back in the world. You just never see him stop. Like, yeah. Literally, like, he just will not stop running an entire game, similar to the way that Conte used to do. I was, I was about to say, he's like N'Golo Conte's stamina at left back. Yeah, exactly. I, I just don't get it sometimes. Watching those players literally just not stop running forever, practically. I don't, I don't it get it. It just doesn't make sense to me. And he's also uh, fifth in assists. So. Yeah. You you just gotta give him like a bone. So like going all the way back, I think it's a couple of years, maybe twenty sixteen. The only person who has more assists in the EPL than Andy is KDB. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, just because like like that's nuts. It's it's KDB. I mean the fact that KDB is up there and he missed a whole season in that span. It it's KDB. I know, but he's on top of that list, and he missed a season. I I I I knew KDB was going to be KDB after Before KDB. KDB. Like when he was on Wolfsburg, that's when I knew. Yeah, like, I mean, he had twenty three assists in a Bundesliga season. Yeah, and he, he also now, he now has the record. He's tied for the record for most assists in a Bundesliga season and a Prem season. He made Wolfsburg beat Bayern. Yes, that year, and like dominantly. Yes, like I, I just couldn't comprehend like anything mm-hmm. that I would watch. Like so every every leaving his foot, like was absolutely nuts. The signing of Ruben Diaz has been transformative. Yeah, they they really needed that center back. And their honestly, defense has been rock solid. They have one of the best defenses in the top five leagues since that signing. Yeah, like. Pep has struggled with all that, you know, yeah. bringing and in Rodri's defenders. He's just playing at, everywhere. Rodri is playing everywhere. He's just absolutely nuts right now. Like, Diaz is also just playing nuts, though. Like, you can't take away from him at all. His play is absurd, especially with him coming in eighth with in the passing department. Yeah. Literally has completed 997 passes. 
Yes. That's more than Conte. More than Fabinho. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally just in a loss for words, especially the way that they're playing. Like, Sterling is really, like, just doing everything for that attacking, like, positioning. Like, KDB is just, like, always there. Like, they are just a very scary team. And I know we drew them, which I was super impressed by back uh on the 12th but since then like they just sort of scare me yeah they are they are very good happy we're ahead of them in the table though so uh screw city (laughs) that's true that's true so we're 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 a little bit far out from this but everybody who listens to our podcast should mark their calendars for our episode after the weekend of january 17th that is Liverpool Man United. Carl, we are going to have a time. Yeah, and it's at Anfield, so um, I may not be too happy. You might not, or you might be really happy. Honestly, a draw or a win, and I'm happy. Fair, fair. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hope for too much, unless like we end up having Scott McTominay play, like, or Keen or something like uh, un- unless like something absurd happens like that's like, fair I'll I, give you that. I gotta be realistic here I'll give you that but just going back on everything on on runs of forms Arsenal beating Chelsea is hilarious what happened to Arsenal though but they just are trash but are they but like, or like, are they actually gonna turn it around? Because if they play like that, that's actually true. Like, bro, if you have Jaka playing the way bro. that he was in that midfield, if you have Saka pulling up the way like that he did, like that, they're chilling. I don't I even mean, know. Not did a bombing even play? It's a foot mob. Yeah, I'm gonna check that real quick. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm a little bit start. nah. He didn't even bit, play in the starting lineup. Okay. I'm a little he bit less very in in this weekend's action because I was in my American football uh fantasy football final <laughs> against my dad and I won like thirteen hundred dollars, so we chilling with that. But that's kinda why I'm a little bit lost with the game action. Yeah, no. I was stressing I'm, about my monies. I'm just super surprised that, like, they played that well without a bombing. Yeah, I mean... They don't I'm even not... play that striker, so, like, it, it shouldn't even matter. Yeah. I, I don't know what Arsenal are, and I'm sort of, like, they're just one of those teams that can win any day, but I don't see their form, like, picking up drastically. I could see them, like... I could see them pulling top like ten by the end of the season, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, just so, super hit or miss. So I want to segue into something that I'm not sure if you have seen because I know you've been busy the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, have you seen any news about Leo Messi's most recent interview? Yeah. I actually did. Uh, how he said, I would want to play in America one day. 
he would want to play in America one day. Um, he would send the Borough facts again. Yeah, it's interesting. It may like it might happen. Yeah, I I would give it a little bit of time, but I I could definitely see it. I think there's enough money that can get thrown around. I mean, it would be a free transfer. Yeah, but you still have to like give him money. Yeah, I mean, the wages are astronomical. Yeah, like we we are talking about Leo Messi here. Yeah. So that threw me for a little bit of a loop because I just didn't expect you to actually have seen any of that. I was super surprised when I saw it. I I sort of thought it was a joke. <laughs> that's what that's what I didn't even think about mentioning that. Like literally reading something like that, I I don't even think that's ever going to happen, but like it it's it's possible. Yeah. Like a- anything's possible, but like Oh, 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 oh. Thomas Tuchel, sacked, Poch, in, thoughts, go. Uh, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Poch is just better. I mean. In my opinion. Like, he's had that success previously, and I truly think he's. I mean, has he, though? Because their goal is to win the Champions League, and Poch hasn't done that. Yeah. I mean, Poch got to a final. He lost. Tuckle got to a final. He lost. Like, I'm not saying that Poch isn't better, but Poch doesn't have the achievements that they're looking for because he doesn't have – he actually hasn't won a league title, and he hasn't – or I don't know if he's won a league title. I should know that. Um, He didn't win in the Prem in all those years with Spurs. Yeah, but he had some real competition there. Yeah, and I mean, don't get me wrong, winning in the league isn't really what you're trying to do at PSG. Not no, that I'm no. knocking League One, but... You you can knock it. They're, they're, well, I'm not going to because they're <laughs> professional footballers and they're still phenomenal. And they had half of the semifinals in the UCL last year, so I can't really call them a Farmers League. They just aren't as competitive as like. Well, they're not as competitive top to bottom. Yeah, but that's the main thing. Their top, top teams, teams are, are very good, good, but PSG is everyone knows they're built for Europe. Yeah, exactly. And that's yeah, why you I, have so many I think I think Pops is going to guide them quite well. Yeah, quite quite well. Honestly, another team that has signed a lot of South Americans and I think needs like one or two more pieces and one dude to come back from injury and they're absolutely disgusting and I'm scared again Everton because they're running on a really hot form right now yeah like yeah they have been playing pretty damn well they've been playing pretty damn well it's been it's been I, I can't say Sheffield. fun to see because I don't want it. Yeah. Did you say they won against Sheffield? Well, like, it. they were literally battering them the entire game. Like, it don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was a 1-0 because Sigurdsson, like, put away, like, a deflection after. Like, there were, like, two layoffs, and it was, like, a perfect goal in the corner. But, Guilty. like, that game, like, they were hammering the crap out of Sheffield and like 
Nice. Like it may have only been one goal, but like that, like attacking prowess has just been consistent throughout the entire season. Not gonna lie, I just kind of zoned out a little bit. Hearing Sigurdsson made me think of Assassin's Creed Valhalla because it's really fun. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> what? Everton's nuts attacking. Everton is nuts attacking. Yeah, I mean, no, we've known that. Once they get Denier back, oh I'm my sus. God. I'm already sus. Bro, they need Denier back. Den- Denier I know, but back. I'm saying I'm already sus, and they don't even have Denier right now. And also, they're looking into signing Isco. I understand the Arsenal, like, interest in Isco, but... It, uh, hmm. Yeah. Arsenal definitely needs something... That cam position would definitely be a great pickup for them. But I don't know if they would splash the cash on him. That's true. That's true. They may still be looking for our. I just don't understand. Like, why spend the money on a creative midfielder when you literally have Method Ozil? Uh, we. We could talk about that every single podcast, and we still will not get an answer. I know, so we're not going to go into it, but, like, But, like, come on. Like, literally. It it brings me a little bit to Van Persie's quote about part of why he left there. They showed him the books every every year, and he was like, look, we're in good financial position. He was like, I don't give a shit about your financials. I want trophies. And then he left for Man U and won the Prem the next year. Mm Mm-hmm. Like... And he played amazing. Yes. He did. Never going to be salty with his performances. RVP. RVP was amazing for Manu. I, I was really happy when he was there. Good days. Good days. Yeah. Liverpool were nothing back then, really. No. No, they like, were not. That, that was when they had, like, Coutinho... And nah, they were not not all the way back. That was that before Coutinho. That was before Coutinho. That was like in the days when Liverpool were like chilling at seventh. Yeah. And happy that... about it. Yeah. Well, not actually happy about it, but like. But they couldn't do anything. Un- unhappy it. that they should be happy with like seventh. Yeah, but like, it's been a long road back, Carl. Massive change in culture. Thank you, Jurgen. Yeah, I'm happy that we and were Michael also... Edwards, honestly. Man, you was able to make a little bit of a shift in culture by yeah. getting rid of Mourinho, but that was just because. Well, as like... Mourinho said, and I kind of agree with this, and I don't know if you're gonna. Mm-hmm. I just think they got rid of him too early. Like, yeah, like I, since Fergie left, I think they've gotten rid of every single manager they've had too early so far, except Ole. Because they've expected way too much of everyone. Like, a manager can't just show up and perform. You have to give them a couple windows. You have to let them build their team. You, you have also need to... to actually, like, allow them, like, some funds. Like, you need to actually give them, like, a little leeway to actually, yeah. like, develop and, like... Management has not done that, and it's been evident in every single like component exactly. of the team. As 
like especially with the signing of like Maguire, it's just sort of like okay like you just dropped that much money and now you won't go out of the way to go and sign like creative players and other players to like actually build more depth on the squad yeah like i i don't also how the hell are we still playing anthony martial at striker Mason Greenwood or honestly Cavani. Cavani and Bruno have been looking really, really, really nice together. Yeah, honestly, they're looking amazing. I wouldn't mind Cavani honestly playing at striker. I I wouldn't mind them playing like a four, three, three with like a center forward as well. Like I think that would be really good for Cavani just because he is older. Um, yeah, that's I true. Think, like there's just so many like potential options for that team like they have like a versatile roster and everything they just have not been taking advantage of what they actually have yeah i'll give you that and like martial is a winger he may want to play striker he may want to play striker he's but he's a winger Rashford is better at striker, in my opinion, and probably in most people's opinions. Yes. Than but I think, Rashford, I think just Rashford is better than Martial, like in every position on the field. Exactly. So, like, that's not really fair to Martial. But, like, Martial used to start on that left side. So, literally, throw Greenwood up top and throw Rashford on, like, the right side. Or literally throw... Like Martial on the right side, he would thrive. He could, he could. Honestly, he could. he's pacey enough and he has like the attacking prowess to get into good positions for a winger. That's true. Yeah. You know, you know who's been impressing me a lot lately? Who? Curtis Jones. He's been impressing me too. He's and been I hate saying that. Running the midfield, like casually too. He just. The ball sticks to his foot. He plays smart passes. He's really exciting. Someone who's less exciting, but is just like dumbfounding me, is still Hoiberg. Yeah, I mean that's just different. But he—he's just we've we've been over this. He's the archetypal yeah. Jose holding midfielder. Exactly. But I'm gonna just slide a little bit back to Liverpool. <laughs> um, what? We've talked a lot about Man U. Let me get my time. Yeah, I know. But don't give me that. I mean, I don't have as much to say because it's not like we just went through like a drastic turnaround or a drastic change like Man U did from climbing the table so much. Yeah, exactly. It's just Matip went down in the middle of the game and Reese Williams stepped in and killed it. And it just, this whole next man up mentality is something that I really like to see. And I really love. Klopp's joy and his like agenda for getting the youth involved. That's the main thing. He always is very versatile in adding in like the younger players who have the potential to like develop into great players. And then if he sees like it's like, almost that they like... aren't fitting, then he takes them out. Like he literally just knows players. Liverpool like, kind of are functioning right now like a British Bayern. Yes, and it is a very scary thing. Like, like they're making great, great deals for top, top players, 
while also churning talent out of the academy like it's their job. I mean, it is their job, but like their infrastructure is fantastic. And they just opened a new training facility at Kirkby and they left Melwood and just show dedication to their youth and to their development. And it is beautiful. Like, I don't know how long Klopp is going to be around, but I think that this culture that he's instilled is going to be around for a very, very long time. I personally think that's essentially going to become permanent. I kind of do too. And I think it could become permanent because I really, really, really think Stevie G is next. And you'd also push the same agenda, which is also he, a very scary thing. Because he was one of them. Yeah. And he understands how important it is to actually have like that youth talent. And I think Man U is going back on that and really yep. realizing it as well. I think like, Chelsea's going to do it too. Yeah, they're already doing it. I mean, when you have a former manager or a former player, yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Ole, but he wasn't Lampard. Um, No, no, like you, you can't say them in the same breath. Essentially, no. You can argue that Stevie G and Lampard actually, you can't really argue. They do belong in the same breath, but Lampard is just a little bit higher up in that breath. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, they're also in the same breath because you're a. Liverpool supporter, if we're going to be completely honest, Lampard well, is. They're better. in the same breath because they shared a midfield together in England, so you kind of have to mention them in the same breath. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but they were midfield partners on the national team for years. Lampard was still better, though. I can't argue that. In the, I don't disagree with you. He <laughs> was. He was. I mean, Frank Lampard scored more goals than most strikers. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah, you really don't have to say another word at that point. I know. All right, I'm going to take a little bit of a peek at what is upcoming for games. We've talked about all the big ones, but more of the lesser ones. Yeah. I want to see Spurs Fulham because Fulham somehow drew with Liverpool. How is it that we have drawn against Fulham and West Brom? Next question. Thank you, because I don't have an answer either. Yeah. Um, um, Southampton, West Ham. I'm excited for that. Like that is a that is a mid table game that is going to be very exciting. Um, I mean, that's in a couple hours. I think something that may become very evident is based on the way that Arsenal plays against Brighton. We can really see if that was just. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think we need to give them a little bit of time to like come out of the break because they just played. Like I need to see Arsenal when they have a week off. Okay. When the when the schedule I, I, I understand that. when the schedule reverts back to normal. Yeah. Um and that's nothing really other than it's hard to get a team's identity when everyone is so tired. But like like you, they, 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 they I just Brighton. don't know what I just don't know what lineup they're gonna play against Brighton and Brighton are scrappy. They're a very scrappy team, and especially if um. And they had a lot of drama last year. The two of them when they played in the restart. Oh, I do actually remember that. There's yeah. probably some bad blood there. Like, 
Neil Mapay is a scrappy dude. I know I just said scrappy twice, but. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I, I want to see, like, if there's still tension between those two sides. And honestly, if it does, it'll make it for a lot more of an exciting game. But like we mentioned earlier, like Aubameyang didn't play and stuff. So, so you know what you know what game is is gonna potentially be able to show where a team has come. Which one? Not United Wolves, but United Villa. Yeah, I was thinking the same exact thing. At Old Trafford. Yep. Like that this- could be. That game could tell us some things. Despite both of the games being at Old Trafford, Man U versus Wolves, and Man U versus Villa, if we can really play against that Villa midfield and yeah. play well against Martinez and like actually perform like on a consistent basis, like I like I think that would be really revealing of Man U's actual status within the Premier League. I think if it's a draw or something, it shows that. Oh no, man! You need to win. Yeah. Like, yeah. man, you need to win. Yeah. That game. Like, it, um, if they if they draw, like it, it's it's not enough at this point. So so we're nearing the halfway point of the prem season. Um, we're at fifteen, sixteen matches played. Uh-huh. We're at we're like through the Christmas break almost. Want to do like a redo prediction of what we think the top four is going to be because it's an absolute shit show from where we were. Um, I want to mention one more game on go for it, and then we can segue into that. The third, we need to watch the Chelsea City game. I think that could be a slaughter. Yeah, but it it would really show. I don't know. Chelsea's run of form. If... I don't think it can show Chelsea's run of form because if Man City come out and play their game, Man City can beat anyone 4-0, and it's not a good show of anyone's form when Man City are clicking. Yeah, but what I mean is if Chelsea is able to click. Oh, if Chelsea's able to click, we'll see what they're capable of. Exactly. That's I'll give what you I, that one. That's what I'm more looking for. Because I, I know Man City's capabilities. Like, I, I was thankful for that draw. Like, if Chelsea actually, like, can play up to, like, Man City's standards the way that they're sort of, like, they were initially predicted to. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll actually see how everything goes. But let's yeah. go back to what you were discussing. I just think it'd be fun if we redid a top four because I don't even know what we predicted, but I don't think we predicted anything that looks like this. Yeah, no, no way, no. Um, I mean, my prediction holds for Liverpool top. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had Liverpool top. Sadly, I'm I'm gonna slide City to two. That's yeah, I, I think I I think I held that. I'm I wouldn't be sure all of us. We're I wouldn't be surprised if you if United sneaks their way into two. I really, really wouldn't. After that, I don't know. So for like one, I would have to give it to Liverpool. Two, I would have to. Like I, I sort of have to give it to Man City just because of their form. It's absolutely nuts. Yeah, I know, but I just, 
I can't believe I'm saying this as a Liverpool supporter, but don't count United out. Yeah, I, I want to see if we actually pick anyone up in the transfer window, if we actually make any moves. If we, You know what I really, really want to see? What? Jack Grealish in the Champions League next year, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> They're in fifth. Really one. I really would want to see Jack Grealish like make a move to like another side. Oh no, I'm talking about Villa making the Champions League. Yeah, I don't see them top four. I, I don't see them top four either, but they're in fifth right now. Honestly, I'm taking Liverpool, Man City, Man U, Everton. What'd you say? Liverpool, Liverpool? Man City, Man U, Everton? Yeah. That order. Everton back in the Champions League. Yeah. If they actually make the signing that they're supposed to in the January transfer window, yes. I, I okay, will give it so, to them. so here's the deal. If Villa beat Man U, I'm going to give – I truly think Villa can get fourth. Other than that, I agree with you. But I could also see Chelsea somehow getting their shit together because if they start clicking, we'll look out. Yeah, exactly. That That's also a big worry too because of like – if everyone's healthy on Chelsea and they actually play like they're supposed to. And like if Son and Kane start clicking again for Spurs, like they can smack anybody. They literally smacked like the best teams. Like it's just it's just what like one two one and two. Like uh, top three like I really think it's Liverpool, Man United, and Man City are the top three teams in the Prem right now. Yeah. What what happened in the last three weeks? Because we were roasting Man U last time. Like, kudos. We, we, the thing is, like, we we currently are sitting at a point where we still can roast Man U despite them sitting in fourth. I mean, Europa League. Exactly. And also just, like, overall performances of individual you roast, players. You can't roast their Prem performance as a whole anymore, though. Like... You can though, like but, you can see the sloppiness, and you can just see like. No, no, I'm saying any more like recently. They have not been sloppy lately at all. Bro, that that draw against Leicester says otherwise. Leicester literally just showed that yeah, they're. Leicester, Leicester makes teams play that way. That's true too. Le- Leicester is a very versatile team in that way. Like they're and... scrappy, and they hit you on the break, and they hit you on the counter, and they make you look bad. They're perfect on the counter, but literally, man, you have been doing what Leicester have done, like, previously, like, this season, and Leicester just showed that they were, like, slightly better by, like, pulling out that draw. Like, in my opinion. I I think them showing that they actually got that draw did show that they were slightly better than Man U. But that, that's just my opinion because I love bashing my team. I love just doing that because, like, we can only move upward. We have a lot of young talent. We're yeah. in fourth, but, like, there's still so much room for improvement. Yeah, but you can move downward, bro. You're in fourth. You already moved <laughs> downward once. You're in the Europa League. You could get knocked out of that, too. <laughs> Like, don't say you can't go downward. There's very, very far downward you can go. Like, you can miss the Champions League next year. We don't, I don't see that happening, but you could. Yeah, like, these are all possibilities. Like, Villa could 
make it to the Champions League. Like they're. Already... I just want to see Jack Grealish play on a Tuesday and a Wednesday. I just want to see Jack Grealish play for a top side. But the way he's been playing, like the way he's been putting balls in and everything, have like it. it... Runs around with like his shin guards, just like barely on. Have you noticed that? Like all I notice is the ball is always perfectly placed, and then it's just either like slightly mistouched by like someone else, but it's never Grelish's fault. Yeah, Grelish has been playing absurd. That's and fair. I love his current form. I, 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 it's just so exciting to watch. Exactly. But yeah, I'm still yeah. taking Liverpool first, Man City second, Manchester United third, and then I will be taking Everton fourth, given the proper transfer. Um, yeah, if- I'm a ballsy motherfucker. I'm going to take Villa fourth. I really, yeah. I, I really could see it. Yeah. Like they're playing really well, they're clicking. Yeah, they they really are clicking, especially with uh McGinn also. Yeah, I mean we're we're kind of disrespecting Lester right now, but like, I I'd give Lester fifth. Yeah. Or, like sixth, because I could see Chelsea. Yeah, I just like come back. I'm gonna go Liverpool, City, United, Villa, but it's not gonna be Villa. It might be Villa. Sean's probably happy that it's Villa. <laughs> or that Villa's chilling where they're chilling. Yeah, but it, is it going to be Villa? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We do kind of got to watch what we say because Sean runs the Twitter. Um, and I don't, I don't want to bash Villa too hard. What do you mean? We're literally saying that they're like potentially going to be fourth. I like, know, but then then we're saying, will it be? Will it not? I don't know. Yeah, be, I don't know why said I said anyone dash. Could pretty much be fourth. Anyone Everton could, could be fourth. fourth. Chelsea could be fourth. Spurs could be fourth. Uh, Southampton won't be fourth. Yeah, I, I don't see Southampton being fourth. I, really, it could be. It could be Leicester, Everton, Villa, Chelsea, or Spurs. Yeah, but I'm, like Spurs could finagle their way further. Like, like. The Premier is yeah. a shit show. Yeah. That's why, like, all of our, like, we had, like, initial predictions. Like, I'm I'm still sticking with Vardy for the golden boot, but, like... Moe's top right now. Yeah, exactly. Moe's chilling with 13. I don't even remember who you said. I'm pretty sure you said Lewin or something like that. Or, no, you may have said Kane. Yeah, I may have said Kane. I wouldn't be surprised if Mo keeps it up. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Emmy Martinez keeps it up and gets the glove. I wouldn't be surprised about that, but I I may get surprised if Ederson doesn't win the glove just because of the form of his team. That's fair. Like, overall, I believe Martinez deserves it, but... Ederson may actually just win it because that that side's nuts. Yeah, their defense has been really, really, really locked up. You got a prediction for, like, PFA player of the year so far? Because I don't. Bruno. Probably. 
honestly. Look at the 10 goals and the six. Actually, our, Harry Kane, 10 assists and nine goals. Like, how did we miss that? I'm a Man U fan. I'm taking Bruno. <laughs> as, as of now, I give it to Kane. Well, um, you, you have to. You have to. He's been playing absolutely nuts. It's just a matter of can he keep it up? I think he probably can. I see but Bruno. He has, he's been at 10 and 9 for a while now. That's the main thing. I see Bruno like only increasing. Uh, yeah, I see Bruno only increasing. Like he did win man of the match with an assist and a goal. So, yeah, sure, that's true. Like I, I see that pretty consistent. He, he is such a facilitator for that Manchester United side. I, I just love him to death. He's, he's just different. Overall, just different. And I love watching him. He honestly is my favorite soccer player to watch right now. Who's your favorite footballer right now? Yes, sir. Yeah, my favorite is still Mane. Mane's just so much fun to watch, too. So exciting. He's so smart. He passes so well. His footwork is great. And every once in a while, he just, like, turns on the Jets and is like, all right, I'm going to score now. And, like, with those, he literally is just like, okay, I'm going to run by everyone. Peace. And I'm going to skill you on the way, and then I'm going to score. Mm-hmm. But recently, recently, my second player probably has to go to Sun. Yeah. I just love watching the dude play. He's so He's exciting. He's just so exciting. Every single and like, time the ball falls to his feet, that, that could be a goal. And the smile on his face when he plays is just so, like... Exactly. It makes you... It gives you like that, that this game is just special. That's what you get from Bruno too. You just get to see like his happiness sometimes. Yeah, but I don't see Bruno, like Bruno, I know Bruno's having fun out there, but I don't see really many people having more fun than Sun on the pitch. And I did not mean to rhyme that. (laughs) But Uh, it's completely understandable. Do you see Spurs tweet with a picture of son and his parents yeah human song human mom human dad <laughs> that's great why <laughs> why not <laughs> yeah. don't ask why ask why not and on this note that's gonna wrap it up for this week hopefully man you can keep up the form hopefully we get to see more exciting fixtures and Join us next week to see what comes of everything with this very exciting week. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Uh, We're going to start going back to our Wednesday schedule that we had before our little finals break. Yep. Thanks for bearing with us with that. We'll see you guys next week. Much love. Peace. Peace.